0: Well, praise the Lord. How are you doing tonight, Dr. Hansen? Good. How are you, Shannon? Hey, I'm praising God. Doing great. I'm excited, everybody, to be here live here on Friday, August 12, 2022, for another broadcast with Dr. Jonathan Hansen of World Ministries International, the warning program. I know you're going to be blessed tonight. Call someone, invite them to tune in. We'll get started now. Dr. Hansen, before you begin, would you like to open us up in prayer?
1: Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity once again to extend your kingdom, Lord, to swing the sword, to deal with issues, dear God, that your church should be dealing with. Give us, dear God, the courage, the faith, the tenacity, Lord. Again, the fearlessness to lead the charge because the enemy is at the door. They're at the door, dear God. They want to attack. They want to destroy. They want to take captive, imprison. They want to kill. Wake up your church to the hour we live in. Wake them up to the seriousness of what we're facing. Wake them up, Lord. We pray for another great awakening. Another great awakening, Lord. Be with us now tonight. Again, let your church come alive. Let those listening be activated. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. want to welcome all of those that are tuning in to OmegaManRadio.com. As well as the warning program, welcome. Today, I've got two people that you're going to find fascinating. I interviewed him earlier in the week, Apostle Don Beasley, Turning Point City Church out of Dixon, Illinois, and former State House Representative Matt Shea. The first one I'm going to be doing is with Apostle Don Beasley, discussing the emergent church heresy. The heresy, because it's affecting the whole United States. So we're going to talk about the heresy with this emergent church. Then Matt Shea, we're going to discuss China, how war could be imminent. We're going to discuss the invasion, the FBI invasion of President Donald Trump's house in Florida. Now let's begin. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you to the Warning Radio Program. My special guest again, Pastor Don Beasley, Apostolic Leader, Dixon, Illinois, Turning Point City Church. Don, welcome back.
2: Good morning. How are you doing today, Dr. Hanson?
1: Doing well. You know, we left off on Christian mythology, and this is going to be part three. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been hearing our series We've been discussing a series on the myths, how the church has got so far off track into heresy today. You need to go on my website, www.worldministries.org. That's www.worldministries.org. And you'll see on my website a button titled Television Radio. Click it on, and then go under Radio, push Listen. And you can go back over the weeks and hear this, I think, very important teaching. And now before we get into that, you know, Don, we've had quite a week with the FBI invading President Donald Trump's home. You know, I called it an invasion. I mean, I'm going to be doing a program shortly with former House Representative Matt Shea going into even the judge that signed off on it. And uh, let me tell you, this is crazy what's going on in the United States.
2: It is. I think prophetically, though, I think we could say this is a, if we want to know a prophetic picture of what's to come, we're probably looking at it in full fledged. I mean, they just got the other part of this legislation through Congress for 70, how many, how many, 67 or 8,000 new IRS agents. That's enough to fill a football stadium. They said they're going after rich people. There's only 727 billionaires in the United States, so they don't need all of them for that. If you go look on the Internal Revenues website, the new job application you have to fill out, you have to carry a gun and be ready to use extreme force. Yeah. So this is not normal. And then they raised their budget six times their annual budget to $80 billion. And so now if you took the FBI, the CIA, the Border Patrol, and Homeland Security, and uh, one of the other groups, now the IRS is bigger than all five of those combined. This is crazy. It's something that's completely unnecessary, unprecedented, and there's something behind this that's really should be very alarming to people.
1: Well, again, the church is the enemy. I'm talking about the real church of Jesus Christ that doesn't evolve with truth and conform with heresy and sin and corruption. And we've talked about this. I've been shouting this alarm when Trump election was taken from him, stolen, I believe it was. And I think the evidence is quite clear if you want to look at it. You know, you had CIA director who was of the Obama administration, a communist, saying very clearly on CNN and MSNBC that he gave a list of people that are considered domestic terrorists. And, and basically, he said if he voted for Donald Trump you needed to be rehabilitated because you're mentally disabled. In other words, you have a problem. And he goes on and saying that we need to forcibly put them in rehabilitation camps. 20% of those will not be rehabilitated and they have to be killed. I mean, this was crazy. I can't believe he got away with it. Where were the pastors just singing Jesus loves me in the church?
2: Well, it's just, you know, that's the whole problem today. And it's because we've been just preaching this. I, one time in my church, I, people didn't get this. So I talked about how difficult it is to, to be in the majority of anything, because when the people in the minority, they try to use all these tactics to make you feel guilty or shame you into the fact that the minority don't have a seat at the table, they don't have a voice. Our founding forefathers said minorities have a right to be here, but they're not to have a loud voice to turn things around. And now you look at today. And so what I did is I took a bunch of five-gallon buckets, or one five-gallon bucket that you could see through, and I showed you and put the majority of the water in that bucket. And then I had all these little bitty buckets that represent these, I had all these groups written on the buckets. And then I said, so they said, okay, well, we have the majority, so we'll give you a seat at the table. And they poured some of their water in these little buckets all the way around. And so they got water in about a dozen or 15 of these buckets. And then the minority realized that if we caucus all of our influence together, we're the new majority. And then the, the majority said, so we want our influence back. And they said, no, you can't have it. And then they smashed the bucket of the majority and said, we're the new majority now. And that's what we watched happen in our country. And it's difficult to be in the majority Because you have to ignore the screaming of people that are in the minority, because if you use sympathy toward them, they'll take you over.
1: Well, I'll tell you, America is in so much trouble. And and what really is sad to me is the majority of Christians, and I'm including true Christians, don't seem to realize it. They're just going to wait for the next election. And we don't even know if we're going to have a free election or if we're going to even have an election. I mean, right. this is turning into just pure communism at its worst. And so, right. I mean, uh, the only thing left is arrest and exterminate people, Done,
2: Right. I mean, I, I just, uh, when I saw it on television that they went in and, and the reason they gave for going, for doing 50 or 30 officers with guns and whatever, and you can't be here and you can't have any representation here and whatever. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you see in banana republics, you know? Um and then and then the thing you gotta be concerned about is planting evidence. you know, they got no business to be in your house without your present, watching what they're doing exactly, and even filming what they're doing. They said they got they told them turn off security cameras i I hear that they were too smart to do that, and they left them on so anyway it, it'll be interesting this it's gonna be really interesting to see how this plays out i I'm praying that this will backfire on them because it is a f- incredible overreach. But you know, when I talk to people, people don't seem to be really outraged about it.
1: Yeah. And that's, again, that is what is so sad. I mean, it, it's exactly the, I don't care atmosphere in Germany. When Hitler started changing his uh, policies and changing the constitution and putting in new policies that uh, Germany never had before new laws and, Nobody did anything. They could have stopped him. It took him years to get control of everything. They could have stopped him, but they didn't care. They were too busy with their own lives. And uh, I wrote that article, Germany all over again. Because Christians, you know, used to criticize Germany. Oh, that won't happen. It's happening here again. Uh, Just like it did in Germany for the same reasons, Don. The same reasons.
2: Right. It's It's the same old thing as for the... It's for the common good. It's always for the common good or for the children or for something like that. You know, when I hear people saying for the common good, I need to spend time with my family or for the children. I start looking for what it is they're really up to because that's not that's never true. Yeah, no,
1: you're exactly Um, right. I guess we better get back to today's topic. Yes, sir. Christian mythology. We're going to this will be part three. Uh, we we talked about last week, again, over 90% of today's theology is presented out of 25 to 5% of pastors of the church. We talked about how the emerging church is about interpreting Scripture for themselves instead of Scripture interpreting us. Uh, we talked about post-modernism started in the 1970s and claims truth doesn't exist. And if it does exist, you can't know it. They say there is no universal explanation of meaning in the world. Uh, You mentioned uh, that uh, the godfather of heresy is named Brian McLaren, uh, whose influence is leading the church astray. And I did a little research on on Brian McLaren. And he studied humanities at the University of Maryland and graduated with a graduate and postgraduate degrees in English. Beginning in 1978, he taught college-level English, before founding Cedar Ridge Community Church in 1986. He served there until 2006. Then he started writing books. Uh, In 2001, a work of fiction, again, fiction, a new kind of Christian that introduced him to the wider church and earned him Christianity Today's Award of Merit in 2002. Boy, that's dangerous, Christianity Today. Uh, It was the first volume in a, a trilogy and quickly became one of the foremost texts for what's soon known as the emerging church movement, a new kind of Christian. Tell us the story of Dan Poole, a pastor who finds himself ready to give up on Christian ministry. He's disillusioned and uh, he becomes less and less convinced of what he believes. It uh, says he takes his daughter to a concert, meets Neil Oliver, a high school science teacher. Together, they discuss a long list of core Christian doctrines. According to the publisher, this stirring fable captures a new spirit of Christianity. Well, they got that right, this fable. fable, uh, says uh, uh, he's also a noteworthy for a generous orthodoxy which calls a personal confession and manifesto of the emerging church conversation. Now, in 2005, McLaren was named by Time as one of the most uh, 25 most influential evangelicals in America under the heading of Paradigm Shifter. They pointed to his ambitious statement about gay marriage and said it represented a kinder, gentler form of Christianity. The following year, he joined with Tony Campalo, Jim Wallace, Richard Rohr, and others to found Red Letter Christians, an organization dedicated to seeing Christianity liberated by both from the right-wing and left-wing politics in America, and they want to focus on social justice. It says he travels the world as a teacher, preacher, lecturer, and conference speaker, granted honorary degrees from honorary degrees. Uh, I didn't see anywhere where he actually studied theology, but he got an honorary degree from both Cary Theological Seminary and Virginia Theological Seminary. In September 2012, he made headlines for participating in a gay marriage ceremony for his son Trevor and his partner Owen Ryan. This might explain a lot. Uh, The wedding was officiated by a universal life minister, with McLaren leading a commitment ceremony built around Christian themes. says McLaren's theology has matured, taken shape over time, and through his books he has stepped forward as a leader in a new and revived form of theological liberalism, uh, to be liberated from the past. He does not see the Bible as God's inspired, inherent, infallible, authoritative word, He displays this, for example, in his interpretation of the account of Noah by saying, a God who mandates an intentional supernatural disaster leading to unparalleled genocide is hardly worthy of belief, much less worship. That's, again, in his book, A New Kind of Christianity. says he's recommending that we read the Bible as an inspired library. This inspired library preserves, presents, and inspires an ongoing, vigorous conversation with and about God, a living and vital civil argument into which we all are invited and through which God is revealed, new kind. After all, revelation does not simply happen in statements. It happens in conversations and arguments that take place within and among communities of people who share the same essential questions across generations." It says, Revelation accumulates in the relationships, interactions, and interplay between statements. He understands the Bible to be a slowly evolving human understanding of God. Again, the Bible to be a slowly evolving human understanding of God. As human capacity grows to conceive a higher and wiser view of God, each new vision is faithfully perceived in Scripture like fossils and layers of sediment. I mean, um, you know, you keep reading, this is
2: sick, done. Yeah, they—they they, um, it is absolutely those guys are called the deconstructionists. That's what they—they they want to deconstruct church as we know it, and they fail to realize that the Bible claims to be God's revelation of Himself. It may take us time to realize who God is, but we what He's saying is we need time to recreate God in a different image that's more palatable to us, and so they have a philosophy that they and, and scripture. That they they say that scripture's on a line, and so the line the Bible's on a line, and the line keeps on going, and that out on that line is so that we can interpret who God is in the next phases of life and whatever you know. It's it's they're really they're out of their minds. It's again it's what happens whenever you get hung up with these academians, and they get in this thing where they have no practicality, of what God does and why, so that God delivers people. They, 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 those people have probably never met a person that has been delivered instantaneously from some bondage that's overheld them.
1: Now he he certainly doesn't know what uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. Uh, doesn't no. know the power of God that can heal and deliver and save uh, miracles. He doesn't know how doesn't know how to cast out demons. Probably never recognized one in a person. And his own son probably has demons in him. I mean. uh gay marriage I mean Don again, uh, words cannot explain the sick condition of the church and how these people are shaping Christianity
2: they're, they're what uh, Paul tells Timothy there in chapter three there first Timothy he says that they are they have a form of godliness but deny the power of it and uh, it talks about you know it's about if you read above that it's just all about selfishness, self-will, self-way, uh all the different stuff we want to have breaking all of god's authorized law and whatever uh, so that we can uh have selfishness and, and self-generation and that's that's really what all this stuff leads to when you start looking at it you start with you break down that there's no absolute truth and that's what they're saying the Bible's not absolute truth then you break down that there's no absolute because there's no absolute truth and there's no absolute morality so we don't get, you know, sin's kind of something that's in flux and still being determined what it is. And so we have a cultural interpretation. So we interpret scripture from culture rather than having scripture interpret culture. And then when they get past there's no morality, then they then they get to the place where there's no creator, no design, no purpose. They get into this whole concept of randomness. We actually start to move back towards paganism and Eastern mysticism and the influence of these other religions that are really doctrines of demons, according to scripture. And they're beginning to then amalgamate that with the, with traditional view of Christianity and the Bible. And, um, you know, they they try to marry those together and they, they, you know, it's like oil and water. They won't marry together at all. And so they get stuck in virtue signaling and all this other stuff along with other people. You know, they don't want to offend culture, but the Bible says that the word of God is a rock, and it said you have one of two choices. You can fall on it and be bruised, or it can fall on you and you'll be crushed, but that's really our only two choices. We don't, and so they're trying to make this thing, you know, they're even trying to take the bruise out, so it's really kind of interesting. Like, uh, in this week's message, when I'm in the third point, talking about randomness, I'm talking about, you know, there's two parts, two doctrines of God that we don't understand or preach very well, and that is that God is sovereign. He is the creator. He's in charge of everything. There's no place in the universe you can go where God's not in charge. He's the king and ruler of all things everywhere, and because he is sovereign, then he's provident, which means that he's effectually working out his will of redemption for humanity, and it will be worked out, and it will be done in such a way that he's so all-knowing and all-powerful. That he, he revealed to us in his word from past times all the things that are going on from the Garden of Eden to present time. And then he goes out into his knowledge his wisdom of the future and tells us what's gonna happen. And he laid it all out prophetically for us. And he's never been wrong. That's what I never understand about these guys in scripture. These weren't just guys guessing like Nostradamus or something in scripture. These were prophetic passages given by God to human beings about What's gonna happen in the future? And they came to pass. And so when I think about that, so for communion this week I have a picture of a of a, a a real nice crown. Jesus Christ was the King of the universe. He was sovereign. But in order for him to work out his sovereignty, he had to become provident. And provident was a cross was a crown of thorns. He laid down his sovereign. He took up a crown of thorns and in doing so teaches us a lesson going forward that he's invited us to become part of his kingdom under his crown. But in order to wear the crown, sometimes we have to go through suffering of the crown of thorns for the providence of God to be worked out in our life.
1: I'll tell you, we're getting into such a situation and, you know, Brian McLaren, I mean, what he is calling for is to make your own little God get back to the Tower of Babel, get back into the garden with a serpent and Eve. I mean, uh, he wants us all to get together and discuss it. And uh, with with a variety of opinions, we can reach the truth. I'll tell you, he's taking away the real God out. Uh, there's no need anymore for for pastors if you follow him. Uh, just get thinkers, philosophers, scientists, evolutionists, right. and and they'll come yeah. up with their own little god. Right.
2: What they're really saying is they're saying, since there's no absolute truth and there's no absolute morality, then your ideas about God are no different than my ideas about God. So let's get together and have a discussion.
1: Well, exactly it, and this is this is what I argued. Remember when uh, uh, they wanted to just have a. a Debate same-sex marriage with opinion versus opinion, and I, I said you can't do that. You got to bring it back to God and sin. There's got to be a higher right. opinion, or they don't care about your opinion, guys. They don't care. They got their opinions. You're not going right. to stop same-sex marriage because of your opinion, and you just focuses right. on health and all of this stuff. You got to get to a higher authority that's God Himself, and this is called sin.
2: Exactly. So in the in the this whole series here that we're doing right now in this mythology was launched from Romans 12, 1 and 2 and in that Paul makes a couple of, he says because God's merciful grace, he said that you have received, your body including your brain doesn't belong to you to make up or believe or do whatever you want to but it belongs to God because he gave himself for it. And then he makes two commands about our minds. Once positive, he says embrace the thinking of God. And then he gives one that's negative. He said, resist the thinking of our age. And he calls this transformation, which is the word metamorphosis. And it's a picture of a radical, fundamental, inward change of our belief about who we are and God and what sin is, and an outward radical change in behavior. And I have been saying this for years, is that the problem with the church is we want to believe right, but we don't want to behave right. And so we have those people and they say that they're the love church and, and they become meaningless. And then, But then we have the other side that wants to live right to the point that they become mean-spirited and they become a mean church, which is not, it, it takes both. It takes a, 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 a massive internal belief change that, that put God on the throne of our life. Then behavior comes out that allows us to love other people and invite them into the same journey. But Jesus made it clear, when people don't want to enter this journey, we should just shake the dust off our feet and move on. And I've said for years, we need to be about winning the people who are lost and ready to become believers instead of having all these goofy arguments with people who have already decided they really don't want anything to do with God.
1: I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm doing a series called Focus on the Heart and the Heart of God, the Love of God. And uh, that's what you're saying. Uh, a lot of these people don't have the heart of God. They don't have the love of God. So they become either one-sided or the other. But they're not moving in the heart of God, which goes into They've the They've
2: never even been born again. There there you go. There you go. I mean, in- that, that's what I said last last week. I was talking about, I said I was going to use homosexual, not because it's the worst, but because it's the it's the term they're redefining today. They changed it from sodomy to homosexual to gay, and I'm not sure they even. I'm not I'm not sure they'll stay there. But the but so I said you know the argument they make is I was born this way, and they get really frustrated with me because I immediately agree with them, and they, they don't know how to take that. And I said well that's absolutely, I absolutely I believe you were born that way. I absolutely believe that, and and, and they, they don't have a comeback. They're like well da 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 da, and then like how, how can you say that? I said. We're all born sinners. Some were born murderers. Some were born wife abusers. Some were born child abusers. Some were born gay, lesbian. Who knows? We're all born sinners away from God. But the Bible said it doesn't matter how you're born. You got to be born again. That's why born again is so stinking important. The only way you can overcome the ways of this world is to be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, if you're not born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. And if you're not born again, you can't enter the kingdom of God. And so we have people who are not born again who are trying to tell us what God's kingdom looks like and how to live in his kingdom. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell dead people how to live. They don't have anybody that's alive, so they don't know how to tell you that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program special guest, Apostle Don Beasley, Turning Point City Church, Dixon, Illinois. He made a comment last week on our radio program that only one out of three adults believe in absolute morality. And among youth, it's one out of 10. This is why the church is dysfunctional. This is why America is falling apart. Uh, we, we are in a situation where uh, the truth is being attacked. And they're trying to take away truth totally, absolute truth. They want to take out God, and they want to move us into a new world order. Again, this is Dr. Jonathan Hanson, the Warning Radio Program. Next week, I'm going to be continuing with Apostle Don Beasley, and I want to start off, Don, with Dan Kimball, pastor of Emergent Church in Santa Cruz, California. I wishes homosexuality was not a sin issue. So get ready for next week, Don. I'll be ready, sir. Thank you so much. Okay, God bless you all. And now, my special guest, Pastor Matt Shea. He's also an allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom and affiliated attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. He's retired, 12-year state representative, former House Republican Caucus chair in Washington State. Again, currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. Uh, Welcome back, Matt.
3: Great to be back on the show, Dr. Hansen.
1: Well, I was anxious to get this program with you and your views on it. I'm going to just read a headline news. It says, Banana Republic, DeSantis and other conservatives sound off after Trump says the FBI raided his Mar-a-Lago home. It says Republican politicians, conservative commentators sounded off on Monday after former President Donald Trump released a statement saying that the FBI had raided Mar-a-Lago The raid is another escalation in the weaponization of the federal agencies against the regime's political opponents. While people like Hunter Biden get treated with kid gloves, now the regime is getting another 87,000 IRS agents to wheel against its adversaries. Banana Republic, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis declared in a tweet. Matt, what do you think?
3: Well, let's talk a little bit about what we've been talking about the last few weeks, and that is that China is preparing for war with the United States of America. In fact, China is already at war with the United States of America. They've put this out in several documents, one called Unrestricted Warfare and then also General Chiwadian's Secret Speech. And the bottom line is what we're seeing right now is the precursors to war. Chinese agents that have infiltrated either through influence or actually infiltrated into our government is who is helping to influence the policy decisions right now. In fact, former CIA officer Sam Faddis uh, wrote an entire article on this on And Magazine about is Biden an agent of the Chinese government, and then there was another one from Center for Security Policy, is Biden working for the CCP? And and the ultimate conclusion is, well, either way, it's the same effect. His policies, everything he's doing right now are benefiting communist China. And specifically, it is military doctrine to disrupt command and control of your enemy's systems prior to war disrupt the command structure and also disrupt communications. So the fact that the FBI raids President Trump's home is an attempt to disrupt the very clear leader of real America that the Chinese Communists understand is, is the greatest threat because if Trump is in power China loses Russia loses America is great and that is their biggest fear. so they of course they're going to try to disrupt the leadership president trump they're going to disrupt the communication networks of patriots and christians inside the united states of america which we are already seeing happen everything from the alex jones verdict uh where you see disruption happening there and i know some people say well how does that connect to communist china what's the same policies the same policies of making people afraid to say the truth because they're going to lose their livelihood they're going to be smeared they're going to be canceled This instilling of fear for what you say, what you think, what you speak is a communist Chinese policy, and it is also a strategy. It comes from Mao Zedong's five points on how to conduct insurgency and warfare in a country that you want to defeat. One of those policies is the united front and the other one is political warfare and that is what we are seeing right now a united front seemingly on the left where they have the exact same talking points coming all the way down and then political warfare where they're trying to disrupt the communications command and control of their enemy and i think that for all of your listeners out there that the summary of this very quickly is this had nothing to do with documents it had everything to do with trying to strike the shepherd, to try to scatter the sheep of the patriot and Christian movement here in the United States of America. And I want to give one specific example. Kash Patel had an article uh, very clearly laying this out. The GSA, the Government Service Administration, they actually are the ones that pack your boxes when you are president. So they pack the boxes for donald trump they reviewed all the things in there to make sure there's nothing in there that's not supposed to be they send it down to mar-a-lago and then a few months later they ask well hey you know there might be some classified documents in there trump's cooperating with them they can come and review it again also cash patel mentions something and i want to read this quote trump declassified whole sets of materials in anticipation of leaving government that he thought the american public should have a right to read themselves the white house Counsel failed to generate the paperwork to change the classification markings but that doesn't mean the information wasn't declassified i was there with president trump he said we are declassifying this information so this information that is already declassified it's just did they have the paperwork and incidentally This White House counsel is friends with Bill Barr, who has very clearly been stabbing President Trump in the back here recently. So this has nothing to do with any sort of criminal activity on the part of President Trump. And has everything to do with a disinformation campaign and disrupting the leadership of the real Americans here that would fight against what the Chinese communists are trying to do. And candidly, what the Russians are also trying to do in upending the current order of things globally.
1: Wow. Listen to this uh, headline news by Tyler Durden by Blue Apples. It says, Judge who signed mar a lago search warrant exposed as an associate of Jeffrey Epstein. If there were any question as to whether or not the FBI raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence was rife with corruption, details from the search warrant authorizing it should clear any doubt. Although information is sparse, given that the warrant remains under seal, One piece of information that could not be kept confidential sheds new light on the motives behind the raid. The judge who signed off on the search warrant was Bruce E. Reinhardt, United States Magistrate Judge for the Southern District of Florida, before assuming his office as a federal judge. Reinhardt was an attorney who represented associates of Jeffrey Epstein, implicated in his human trafficking conspiracy. Matt?
3: Yeah, well, if that doesn't raise a red flag, I don't know what would. (laughs) I think this just goes to show that there is corruption throughout the current administration up to the highest levels. And we've talked about on your show before the jihadi infiltration of the United States government. Um, You can see that with uh, people that are directly tied to the Muslim Brotherhood and their proxies here in the United States. You can see it with Uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and it tied directly to Chinese intelligence, and now you can see it with a tie to Jeffrey Epstein. So this shouldn't surprise us that that we're facing this kind of corruption, but it highlights the fact that people should get their news and get the truth from sources like this that we're doing right now dr hansen and also should be should be double checking the things that are coming out in the so-called mainstream media because it really isn't a media um, center anymore it really is a propaganda center and they have been parroting talking points that only help our enemies everything from the green new deal to things like this with the raid on president trump's home and make no mistake make no mistake about it it wasn't just about intimidating Uh, President Trump disrupting uh, the communications network, disrupting leadership. It wasn't just about uh, trying to demoralize the base that elected President Trump. This is also about getting all of President Trump's connections because Congressman uh, Perry was also from Pennsylvania, was also detained. His cell phone seized the day after all this happened. This is about getting all the people that President Trump is connected to and trying to take them down in some fashion in this next round, and very likely before the election again, they're going to try to indict and arrest President Trump. Um, it Doesn't matter really, even if the charges are legitimate. This is their plan. But then the second and follow-on thing is to try to go to the next level of leaders below President Trump, disrupt them, and persecute them. And I want to highlight something. This is um, I-, I have not broke this anywhere yet. But just yesterday, we have a confirmed report of a retired general being trolled by the FBI on LinkedIn. So they're looking at also military leaders that stood behind President Trump because those military leaders could then come back, if President Trump is president, come back and be part of the team that would defeat China and Russia. So understand this is much, much bigger than just this home rate again. And I, I can't say this enough. It is about this disruption – and demoralization so if we understand that that's what the enemy is doing we need to stand together right now put aside the petty differences because the very existence of our country is at stake
1: another headline news politics published august 11 2022 by lawrence richard fox news it says fbi director ray pushes back on threats following unprecedented raid on trump deplorable and dangerous authorities have seen a significant increase and death threats aimed toward Garland, Ray and FBI agents. It says former assistants, U.S. Attorney Jonathan Fay, a UC Berkeley Law Professor John Hu, and former FBI official Jeff Cortez analyze how the FBI has handled the Mar-a-Lago raid on Fox News at night. It says FBI Director Christopher Wray on Wednesday pushed back on social media threats made against him and other law enforcement officers following his agency's unprecedented search of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. It says, On Monday, the FBI executed a raid on Trump's Florida home, and by that night, droves of social media posts criticized the incident and accused the bureau of being politicalized in nature. Some messages also called for violence toward Ray, a massic uprising, and uh, even civil war. It goes on. Uh, since I'm, I'm skipping down a lot of this, since Monday, scores of messages have been seen on Twitter. Gab, social media, calling for violence across the country. Authorities monitoring these posts spotted a significant increase in death threats uh, aimed toward Attorney General Garland. Uh, Ray, and FBI agent, sources told Fox News. It says a post, is, a post on Gab said... Quote, all it takes is one call, and millions will be armed and take back this country. It'll be over in less than two weeks. Another said, let's get started. This unelected illegitimate regime across the line with a Gestapo raid. It is long past time the lib socialist filth were cleansed from American society. And it says, these are dark times for our nation As my beautiful home, mar a Largo and Palm Beach, Florida, was raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Trump said Tuesday in an email sent by Trump's Save America Political Action Committee. Um, Matt, strong words. I tell you, there's a lot of anger in the country.
3: There's a lot of anger in the country. And part of this is actually trying to bait patriots and Christians into doing something. And we understand, just like in the, the Revolutionary War, at the start of the Revolutionary War, which started on a church lawn uh, in Lexington, that w- we don't fire first shots. We, we are Christians. We believe in defensive war. And this idea you know, to try to provoke uh, Christians and patriots into doing something is exactly part of their plan so that they can have a justification to begin even harsher crackdowns on Christians, we we cannot fall for that kind of bait. But what we can do is absolutely not move one single inch and hold the line, just like our forefathers did at Lexington Green. Every pastor should be doing this on these issues. And and, and candidly, the church was tested. Dr. Anson, as we've talked about before, was tested during the COVID uh, pandemic in this COVID hoax. Was tested on what we would do. And some pastors stood up and stood on the line. Some pastors did not. This is just one more iteration of this that we need to hold the line right now when they try to do lockdowns using climate change as the so called excuse for this. This is going to be when we stand and hold the line. This, this time. And when they try to provoke us, we hold the line, we do not take their bait. Um, we're on the offense as Christians. We're expanding the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We're continuing to preach the truth. We're continuing to lay down the principles that have made this country great. We're continuing to train up our kids in the way they should go. And, and we we can't back down from any of that. We can't back down one single inch. They want us to, but now is the time to stand. There is a lot of anger in the country, but we need to ask the Lord, okay, what do you want us to do in this time? Where would you have us in this time? and not be distracted by the wisdom of men, even the wisdom of men coming from our own side. We need to be focused on the wisdom of God.
1: Well, that's uh, sound advice. That's the wisdom of God, because they are going to try to provoke. And that was very clear. Even some of those uh, statements I read could have been provocation uh, made by, uh, again, the other side, trying to show the hostility and, and reasons. Uh, as as we said, 80, 87 Thousand new IRS agents carrying guns and uh, supposed to use legal force if necessary. I mean, everything is uh, uh, looking like uh, they're trying to take down America. Matt.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, eighty-seven thousand IRS agents, and then yeah, it has new in the ones. job description. New ones. Yeah, new ones. Yeah, and it has in the job description. You have to be able to use lethal force. Well. Collecting taxes; those are all civil matters. That's not a criminal matter, as much as it is a civil matter. Now, now some of it is criminal, absolutely. But the fact is, should the IRS even exist at all?
1: Well, that's the question. And
3: I would argue that the founding fathers absolutely would say no to that. And they, before the Sixteenth Amendment, there was no way they could try and tax people directly. So I would just push back and say, why don't we save a whole bunch of money and just abolish the IRS? And in fact, having people uh, keep more of their hard-earned income in their own pocket is going to do more to stimulate the economy than any government program times 10,000, um, maybe even more than that. So this you have to ask yourself the question, why would they want to militarize the IRS unless there was something they were going to try to use through the tax collection system to again – come after Christians and patriots in this country. Now, it's interesting, in the former Soviet Union, these are the kind of things that they would do. So they would say, okay, fine, you've got religious liberty, but every single person has to show up on Sunday for work parties, and if you don't, you could be facing fines and prison time. So this is kind of the, the roundabout ways of cracking down on people, is, is through tax codes and through more regulations this is how they crack down on Christians and patriots and communist regimes that are trying to take over. Um, so we need to be very cognizant of that fact. That this is an avenue that they would try to use and push back on that. I mean, my goodness, eighty-seven thousand. I want you to—that—that's uh, a—that's incredible. That's—that's that's almost nine full army divisions. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> those are World War II numbers, Doctor Hansen. I don't. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: Now how in the world did it pass Congress?
3: It is. It's absolutely incredible. And I I just, I think that if that doesn't wake up people, I, you know, I really don't know what will, because everybody's like, why why would you need that many? There's no reason for you to have that many.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, something that, as you said, if this doesn't wake it up, what will? I mean, we've been screaming, you and I and others, uh, we've done conferences 15, 20 years, Matt. Uh, We've been sharing exactly what's going to happen. And it's happening, right? before our very eyes. And yet the majority of the church still is laid back and uh, they're doing exactly what the church did in Germany uh, when they watched Hitler slowly gain more and more power. They could have stopped Hitler, but they did not do it. And I, I remember hearing a lot of Christian pastors, oh, we would not let that happen in America. Well, you're exactly letting it happen in America. I mean, we could stop this insanity if the church would rise up. Matt?
3: We would stop it almost immediately. We would stop it almost immediately. And if the church doesn't rise up, then we are actually denying the commission that Jesus Christ has given us to preach the gospel to all creation and make disciples of all nations. And discipleship means walking, training. It means correcting worldview, helping people walk in freedom, walk in health. These are the kind of things that it means to disciple. It's not just some eight-week program. It is—it is actually a lifetime commitment to people that have given their lives to Jesus Christ. And I think you know this is part of why we we believe that there needs to be even more private schools, more home schools than there are right now. But it's also part of why we believe in getting out there and in doing conferences and starting people down the right path. But ultimately, everything is local. All of this has to be done at the local church. This means it has to come from the pulpit and it has to be then walked out uh, on the streets and in the homes of that city and community.
1: Well, I totally agree. On my Facebook for World Ministries International, it's World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I've put up from uh, Ty Hogan, it says if you think 80,000, it's actually 87,000 new IRS agents will be investigating the 0.1% of Americans that earn over 1 million or the 735 billionaires, again, this is not my words, but it says you must be a special kind of stupid. They are coming after you, Matt.
3: <sighs> it's not about President Trump. as It's not even about the next tier of leaders as much as it is about all of us. They're ultimately coming for us. So Alexander Solzhenitsyn uh, in his book, uh, Gulag Archipelago, famous book about what happened uh how lenin and stalin rose to power and what happened to christians and how they were put in the gulag and you know i've had family members um that were imprisoned for their faith and family members that uh had friends in the gulag so we there's a a vivid understanding of this and in his book Alexander Solzhenitsyn, I believe it's page 15, 16, raises this question. He said, you know, they were in the camps later, so they're already in the gulag later. And they're asking questions among them, amongst themselves. At what time should we have resisted? And they came up with the answer that when they came to take our neighbor's stuff, in other words, when they came to attack our friends and our neighbors, that's the point at which we should have stood up and resisted what, what was happening. Everybody listening to the radio show today, they have come right now to take our neighbor's stuff. It is happening now. Now is the time to stand.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. Subscribe. Either a golden eagle, a bald eagle, or a white eagle. But we need to get back into the stadiums focused on the power of God and allow Pentecost to fall again with people going out of those meetings with the Spirit of God in their standing up for truth without fear and intimidation. Now listen very carefully. I want to make this very clear. I, we the people of the United States of America, are fed up with the attacks on our individual rights guaranteed to each citizen of these United States of America. I am fed up with the attacks against Judeo-Christian values and morality, and calling homosexuality, lesbianism, transgender, bisexuality, etc. an alternate lifestyle, when up until 1973 it was a crime in America, and the Diagnostic Study for Mental Disorders 3 classified these type of people in need of counseling for a mental disorder. I am fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists and communists who created it. I, we the people, we're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with the legislation of drugs and marijuana that throughout history it is known to be dangerous to people and their minds. It still is throughout the world except in America where we have lost all common sense of real science and we make up a political science based on our political philosophy. Just ask Brittany Greiner that female, lesbian, basketball star imprisoned in a Russian jail for marijuana substance abuse. I am fed up with open borders allowing illegal aliens and many times enemies of the American people, cartels, mafia, spies, etc. to come into America in what is an apparent legal invasion to topple the United States. We are fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. I am fed up with the liberal media, Twitter, Google, YouTube, and Facebook censoring our free speech. I am fed up with the mask mandates, vaccine mandates, the CDC, the WHO, and the misinformation surrounding COVID-19, etc., and policies totally unconstitutional that have bankrupt and destroyed millions of American lives and millions others getting sick and dying, which many doctors warned could happen if you take these very dangerous vaccines that they have been trying to coerce upon us all. I am fed up with Anthony Fauci. I am tired of politicians totally disloyal to the Republic of the United States of America and are trying to destroy this nation to force us into the new world order. I, we the people, are fed up with the corrupt FBI, CIA, IRS, DOJ, and other governmental agencies that have aligned themselves with the political agenda of the Democrats to topple America. We're tired of critical race theory being taught in our public schools and universities with the hope of continuing to divide Americans. We're tired of rewriting the history of the United States of America based on a woke agenda. We're tired of calling Black Lives Matter and Antifa organizations that are Marxist and revolutionist Peaceful demonstrations. When they're burning down stores and cities, attacking innocent people, all in the name of peaceful demonstrations, yet the Democrats lie to cover up their crimes in revolution. I am tired of telling little boys and girls they can have a sex change if they think they are of the opposite sex. This is nothing more than child abuse in children that are still developing. I'm fed up with the corrupt politicians and elitists getting rich and in manipulating Americans into poverty and death. I'm fed up with the kangaroo court, the January 6th commission, who think they can deceive Americans into believing President Donald Trump is guilty of the very crimes they have planned and carried out. And I am fed up with the joke of a vice president, Camille Harris, and the senile, corrupt, and pathological liar, President Joe Biden, Obama's and Pelosi's puppet. Matt?
3: We should all be fed up with it. We should all be fed up with it. But the solution is Jesus Christ. And all of these things are exactly a result of the church being talked out of its God-given mission to be salt and light into every single area of our culture, into our families, into our businesses, into government, into arts and entertainment, into the media, and into the church. We've been talked out of our God-given mission. And if we continue to be silent— If we continue to sit down when we're called to stand, of course evil is going to continue to spread in the land. It's only the church standing up and being the kingdom that Jesus Christ has called us to be. It is going to turn this country around, and it starts in our families, and it starts at the local level.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio Program special guest, former House of Representative Matt Shea. Again, go to www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nation. Subscribe. We need another great awakening, another revival. We need Pentecost coming upon the church so the church can be salt and light and once again bring salvation to America. God bless you.
0: Shannon? Dr. Hanson, what a sobering message tonight. And i tell you what, it really opened my eyes on the events of mar lago It's become real clear to me after tonight's program that the communist Chinese party who have taken control of our government and who have given bribes to many of the politicians out there from east to west coast that have their hooks, not only in America, but many nations of the world. They control much of Africa. Sadly, I saw a picture of the Indonesian president with the Chinese president, and there is a deal being done here. China is going to be investing in this country and every place they invest you become a slave to ultimately. No question about it. The CCP have declared war on America and they've got to stop Trump from getting in there, but it goes even deeper than that. Y'all said it right tonight. The real target is every one of us in the church, especially because Satan's behind all this and his demons and brother war on the saints has been declared on the church. We have no option but to fight back, make our stand, do exploits for Jesus, and ultimately die with our boots on if it comes down to it. If we don't, every last one of us will be slaves, and that's no way to go. Back to you. Well, Shannon, you're
1: absolutely right. I'd urge our listeners right now, you need to join Eagles Saving Nations. We've made it as clear as we can be, 87,000 new IRS Agents. They're coming after you. Now, what do you need to do? Discuss it in the gulag and decide, you know, when should we have done something? Hey, join Eagle Saving Nations. We must stop this insanity. We've got to get back to Pentecost. We've got to get into stadiums and arenas. Help me sound the alarm. I'll tell you also, this month has been horrible. We've had some horrible months, Shannon. It's like the waterfall is shut off. We need support. We need people to get behind us in prayer, get behind us in finances. We need to expand further than ever before, not curtail and slow down. My phone number is 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. Once again, 360-629-5248. Not only can you call up for prayer, we have prayer teams available to pray for you, but you can call up to give and they can take your credit card and other means in which you can help us. If you want to write a check, write it to WMI, send it to P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Once again, WMI PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. You can give by our website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. A tremendous website. You can see our television programs, radio programs. We are on every single day. Tremendous programs. With tremendous professionals speaking the truth like you heard tonight. Shannon, we've got to do what we can. That's why I shared with you earlier today and I've accepted your invitation uh, that you've said we could be on as many times as we wanted. Starting September to be on twice because we are in a countdown. We either take America back or each one of us is going to fall. United we stand, divided we fall. It's a serious time. We can win if we can wake up the church. We must not lose hope, but we must wake up the church. There's got to be another great
0: awakening. Shannon? Folks, if ever there was a time to come together and support a frontline ministry of World Ministries International, it's now You Help in the Battle. And the battle is raging and we need more financial resources to go to the front lines to wage this war and wake up as many people as possible and get them rallied fighting these hosts of hell. Go to worldministries.org today. Okay, uh, thank I- you very much, Dr. Hansen, for letting us be part of this tonight. We'll see you next time. Well, thank you, Shannon. We care for you and love you very much. Well, you too. God bless you.